There's an interesting theme in tonight's readings, and we think, well, it's the first day of Lent, so of course it's repentance and fasting and things like that. And yes, that is very true. And part of the reason we do this very strange ritual of uh, putting ashes on our foreheads as Christians is to remind us that we are made of dust, and to dust we will return, as we will hear in just a few moments here. And uh, when we think about our own mortality, what we are thinking about is actually our dependence on God. For every breath that we take, every inhale, every exhale, we depend on the Lord because we are mortal creatures and uh, we depend on him for life. Now, what's interesting is, is that we, when we go into Lent, we develop uh, practices usually of some sort, whether they're, they're fasts or they're new additional practices to what we usually do. Um, for some reason, <laughs> and I want to talk about what that reason is tonight, because there's a lot of bad reasons out there to do those sort of things, and uh, I want us to think about the right reasons for that. One of the things that I notice in tonight's reading is that actually what we are getting is a picture of the Father's heart, of the Heavenly Father's heart, and His desire for intimate relationship with His creatures. That's And that's really what Lent is about. It is about um, moving toward Jesus. And, 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 and walking in intimacy with the Heavenly Father. That's going to be our theme this Lent at Good Shepherd, is moving towards Jesus. But if first you look at the uh, reading from the prophet Joel, now he's definitely you know, saying, blow the trumpet. It's time for you to wake up, Israelites, because you are continuing to walk in your idolatry and your rebellion against the Lord. Right, and he's saying, "You need. I need your attention because there's going to be there's going to be consequences for all of this." But listen up. And then he says, "Yet even now, even in the in the in the in the awful condition that you all have got yourselves into, even now says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing." Right? He wants the heart. Return to the Lord your God, for He is gracious. And merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. And so Joel is giving us a picture of the Father's heart. The Father sees his people living apart from him, walking in their sin, walking in self-destructive behavior, walking in behavior that hurts other people. And he sees a barrier between all of that and himself and his holiness and his perfection and his beauty and his splendor, but his heart is so desirous of the people, us, who walk in those ways, that he actually does something to remove that barrier, right? And that's that's why we celebrate the death of Jesus and why we focus on the cross throughout Lent because what we are uh, focusing on is the, the Father's heart for sending his son to die for our sins, to remove that barrier completely once and all, to pour, to pour out his forgiveness on us and then to pour out not only that but his Holy Spirit upon us so that we can walk in intimacy and power with him. Now, we also get a little picture of the Father's heart, actually from what Jesus says tonight. Now, in Matthew chapter 6, we, many of you have read this before, and Jesus says, when you, you know, when you fast, don't make a show of it. When you give alms, don't make a show of that. That's what these hypocrites like to do. And he says, <clears throat> when you do that, you've already re- earned your reward, because it shows what you're seeking after. You're actually seeking to be acknowledged by men, by human beings and not the heavenly father. And um, so it kind of might sound to us like he's giving us uh, his rules of piety, right? Jesus's rules of piety. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But there's something much deeper going on here. He says, um, 
when you give alms, don't even let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. That's a, like a, that's saying, just be unaware. Don't even think about it when you, when you give freely to people in need. So that your alms may be done in secret. And your father who sees in secret, secret will reward you. Okay. So he's saying the father's watching. He's present in every moment of your life as one of my disciples. He's always watching you. And, and if he sees you going about your fasts and your prayers and your almsgiving, hoping that other people notice it, okay, he's going to give you that reward. That's your reward. So it goes with, uh, with praying as well. When you pray, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need. You see, he's saying, go into your prayer closet, go into the privacy of your home to do that. Go into the privacy of your bedroom to cry out to your father in prayer. And he sees, and he will reward you. And then, of course, he talks about fasting. Whenever you fast, don't look dismal like the hypocrites, right? Oh, this fasting is so hard. That, that, it's tempting to do that. Like if, for, if you, when you first start a practice of fasting, especially if you start, first start getting into fasting, you like, it's so tempting to just, you want someone to share the burden. You just want to let them know. Oh, I just a little hungry. Oh, no thanks. I'm fasting. I'll, I'll pass on that. Jesus says, don't do that because what you're, what you're doing is you're making about like an earthly thing. Like it's just, you're good at, you're good at doing something and you're a little bit more advanced than other people. And he says, no, 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 no. Fasting is not about that. The point of fasting, he, Jesus actually says, intentionally go out of your way so that people don't know you're fasting. He says, this is a common practice back then, put oil on your face and wash your face like so you look like well and healthy and not famished from fasting. He says, go out of your way because it's a safeguard against vanity and, about, and, and against seeking the wrong reward. And then he says this, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but again, he says it, but by your father who is in secret. Jesus is reminding us that the father's eyes are always on us. And the father's heart is for deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper intimacy with his people. So when we move into Lent uh, today, uh, we don't move in thinking, I'm going to give up chocolate because you know what? I'm strong enough to do it, darn it. It's not a self-improvement kind of thing. We we give things up. We actually remove things from our lives that are actually hindering our relationship from the Lord. And and some of us know right now, this very moment, exactly what it is that's hindering our relationship from the Lord. And it needs to just go. It needs to just be given up. And I'm not going to give you like a list of examples or anything like that because I believe in the work of the Holy Spirit in our in our hearts and our conscience to tell us, you need to take a break from this. You really need to cut back on this. Or you actually really need to be doing more of this. Right. And the point is this, not to impose burdens on us, but to give us an opportunity to press deeper into Jesus, because that is what Lent is about. Moving towards him, awaiting the celebration of Easter joy. So I encourage you. Reflect on the father's heart. Reflect on the father's heart. Did you hear from our psalm tonight? Some of the things that were said. This is, the, this is the image of God that you need to have if you're going to move towards God. Not, he's waiting for you to mess up in your fast so he can strike you down. You'll not want to move towards that image of God. Nobody does, in all honesty. But listen to what, how the psalmist describes the Lord. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, slow to anger, and of great kindness. He will not always accuse us, nor will he keep his anger forever. 
He's not dealt with us according to our sins. No, no, no. He's dealt with our sins in his son, right? Nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so is his mercy great upon those who fear him. That is, reverence him, take stock of who he is, acknowledge him in their everyday walk. You see, so this Lent is an opportunity for us to discover anew the Father's heart for, for us, for each one of you. The Father has a burning passion for deepening intimacy in those quiet places where you're alone with him, where he brings tears to your eyes to remind you that you are so loved and that he has a plan for your life, that he has a purpose for you, and that he is going to accomplish the work that he began in you. So as we come forward in just a few minutes here to receive the ashes that remind us that we will return to dust, something very important for us to remember, those words come from Genesis after Adam and Eve disobey the Lord and they, they, they allow the contagion of sin to spread throughout the world. And God says to Adam afterwards, he says, from dust you came and to dust you will return. In other words, I'm revoking the gift of eternal life from you that you had walking with me in the garden because of this. And it, as Paul says, the wages of sin is death. Now, here's the good news. While we dwell on our mortality as we have these ashes on our head, we have to remember this. Our death will not be a punishment for sin. Adam's was, but you know what? There was a new Adam. St. Paul calls Jesus the new Adam, because he walked in perfect obedience. He walked in perfect fellowship with the Father and showed us what that looked like. And he took all of our sin, everyone in this room, everyone, all seven billion people in this world right now, took all of our sin onto himself on the cross. And he paid the price, the punishment that had to be paid for justice to be restored because that was the Father's heart to reconcile us to him. And so while we remember our mortality, we don't do it for the sake of just being gloomy. We do it in remembering the Father's heart, our dependence on him, and his invitation to us to always be pressing deeper into Jesus. Amen.